And welcome back to Answers for Elders Radio, everyone. I am here again with Kathy Knight from the Seattle King County Aging and Disability Services. Um, you're an area agency, but you also provide caregiver services throughout the state of Washington. And Kathy, welcome back. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. A topic I, I love to talk about. Well, you and me both. We could sit there probably for three days and talk about this. <laughs> so. But um, I really wanted to take the time to talk about, because we are, this is Caregiver Month um, on Answers for Elders Radio. Um, what do you find, I guess, is the biggest thing that families could do? Let's just say, for example, you have a caregiver in your family, somebody that takes mom and dad to the doctor, somebody that does things. If you're a non-caregiver family member, how can you best support that caregiver? Well, I think to start with is to really, so sometimes we have that martyr syndrome, right? And that person feels like they have to do it all. Mm -hmm. And to convince them, I mean, it might take a little convincing to just say, you know, this is a lot and I mm -hmm. want to help. I want to help. Mm -hmm. Let me let me do some things that can help. And if mm -hmm. it's, you know, whether you're doing grocery shopping so they don't have to do it or you're spending some time with that individual, mm -hmm. I think it's really important for people to know that it's okay and we should all be helping one another. At what time in our life don't we need help in one way or another? Right, you know? right. So it's, you know, that quote uh, from Rosalind Carter. Uh, I love that The one. first lady. And, you know, I think she's the one that really probably brought the term caregiver to us, that thing about there are four, four kinds of people mm -hmm. in the world. You either are a caregiver, you've been a caregiver, you will be a caregiver, or you'll need a caregiver. Right. So we're all in this together. Right. And I think part of it is just getting people to realize that, you know, it's okay. It's mm -hmm. all right. And whether you have friends who step forward to help you, that's the thing with our caregiver program. They're unpaid, but it doesn't have to be a family member. It could be no. your next door neighbor. It could be, you know, an old friend. It's, mm -hmm. a, um, it's people who are just on their own wanting to help. I remember there was times when my mom would be indignant or <laughs> stubborn or, you know, and I, and I, Sometimes I'd, or she'd push my buttons. Oh my gosh. You know, mother, daughter, right? Yes. And I learned over time, I need to take a break. And I'd just say, mom, I need to take a break right now. I'll be back. That's all I would say. Mm -hmm. And I learned that was my coping me uh, mechanism. And I would walk out the door at, of her, you know, nursing facility, skilled mm -hmm. nursing, and I'd walk around the block. And the first thing I do is pick up my phone and I call my friend Lee. And my friend Lee was so great. She, by the time I was back, we were laughing. And I could go back in and deal with mom. And those little things, like when I talk about what can a friend do? What can mm -hmm. a family member do? If you have a brother or a sister that is taking care of a loved one, offer just to pick up the phone and let them talk. Yeah, just listen. Just listen. And, you know, bring some lightness to their lives. You know, no, most likely somebody that's taking care of a, a senior that is declining, dealing with all kinds of things, they're dealing with a lot of heaviness in their life mm -hmm. in intensity. And if there's a way that you can bring some joy, mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't have to cost a thing. It's a phone call. It's, tw you know, 20 minutes of time. It's it's taking the, that little step. I think just the other thing is a, is a thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, how many caregivers don't feel 
like they're appreciated for mm-hmm. what they do. Um, that's something that I think is really common that they talk about resentment that builds up. I think that's one of the things that happens with families mm-hmm. is there's a lot of breakdown because the caregiver feels like, well, I put my whole life on hold for for this entire family and, you know, and they just waltz in and, you know, try to take over. That's the other thing that's yes, a big thing. Yes. Or Or the other thing that I get from families is I'm with mom every day. And, you know, Joe, my brother, comes in and informs me what I should be doing for dad. That's right. That's right. You know, and I just kind of go, <laughs> you know, you, it's it's such an interesting dynamic. And, mm-hmm. and I always say, you know what, if you're a non-caregiver family member, your job, whether you agree with it or not, is to support the caregiver. That's right. And sometimes you don't agree with it. And I will say that there'll be decisions at times that you'll make that are controversial mm-hmm. um, because you're faced with those options. But, you know, if they're the it on the front line, you need to make those t- decisions mm-hmm. to support that person. And I think that's really where we get into, you know, where families come apart at the seams because yeah. they don't have the, you know, everybody has their own opinion. And especially if mom or dad is the, you know, the matriarch or patriarch of the family, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of balance that's, that's shifted in families. So, yes. you know, as much as we can understand that, you know, the families are vulnerable at this time. Everybody's yeah. vulnerable. They're going through all these different types of feelings and how we can best, you know, support that person that's there every day mm-hmm. is to just say thank you. Yeah, that goes a long ways. It does. It really does. I, you know, I think of some of the phone calls we get, it's like the brother who doesn't quite know how to help. And he's not the one who's going to be really good at doing a lot of the caregiving. But they're the ones then you have a little bit of that emotional space Mm -hmm. and distance. And they're great at doing a lot of research Mm -hmm. on being being able to find out resources. Mm -hmm. And you're right, sometimes it takes a bit of a nudge to get that person to recognize um, and find ways to get them to understand, hey, there's this class, I really, you know, I think you should go to this class. And sometimes we can kind of change those dynamics. Will you go with me? Exactly. I know there's a lot of, uh, let's say, for example, the daughter's taking care of the the husband's mother Mm -hmm. or their mother or father. And then all of a sudden they want to go to a workshop. Husband, go with her. I know it's not your thing, but just support them along Mm -hmm. the way. And just step into their world that you appreciate and that you know. And those are the kind of things that I love to see with families when, you know, it might not be the husband's thing. Right. And husband might not be involved and it's not for them, but to be there as an emotional support, I think is really important. It is. So again, what is your number? To how do people reach you, Kathy? Okay. They want to be reaching out to Community Living Connections. And that number is one eight four four three four eight five four six four. And remind everyone here what areas that you serve. We serve King County, all of King County. There are counterparts to our program throughout the state because there are 13 area agencies on aging in total. And so we cover every county. And um, which this is great because we have listeners all the way up in Whatcom County and all the way down in Clark County. Absolutely. Including the peninsula. So and I believe they should be able, even if they're calling from another area, if they call this number, I think they can get the number for the local 
program that serves their county or their family member's county. That's part of the receivability for this information service. They keep track of a lot of a lot of different programs and services and also help us make sure people know about resources throughout the state. Okay. So we have now about three and a half minutes left. And I want to just say, I'm just going to throw out scenarios. Okay. And you can say, can I help? If I'm going to say, can you help me with yes. X, Y, Z? Okay. Um, here's a scenario. Mom or dad don't have enough money for retirement living. What do I do? Can you help with me <laughs> with that? Well, financial options. Yes, because what one of the things that we have available, we, we call it the options counseling mm-hmm. service. And it's a good it's a good thing for people to sit down and look at what their resources mm-hmm. are because then they know, for instance, if if family members have very limited resources, there are programs they may even qualify, you know, to be on Medicaid, mm-hmm. you have to be really low income. And we do have a number of Medicaid funded services that people can they can get paid caregivers in their home mm-hmm. to be able to stay at home if they qualify for Medicaid. But we also have uh, other programs that are for folks who aren't they're a little too high on the income scale to be able to qualify for for Medicaid, but they have some other options. So there. So I would say uh, find out about and plan. Start planning for what you can do. Okay. So start planning for what you can do um, and know what your options are. That's really important. Um, I think too. You know, we we don't even recognize always that there are. We talked a lot about caregivers. There are caregivers that are also taking caregivers who are like caregiving for their grandchildren you know mm-hmm. we have a whole yeah thing. oh absolutely we have the whole kinship caregivers program so you know people could find out about resources that can help those family members because sometimes it's just you need um school supplies and you can't afford school supplies for your grandchildren or you need car seats or whatever so we even have resources for folks who are in those caregiving roles so here's another scenario um, I'm having trouble at work because of caregiving. What do I do? Okay. Can well, you help me with that? The the good thing that, that exists now in this state, you know, because Washington's a pretty good state when it comes to some of these things. We've had it in the city of Seattle for a while, but we have family and medical leave. And mm-hmm. so now um, that's a requirement around the state. And actually, organizations and businesses, they're just starting to figure out what that means. But I think that it's really important that employers start realizing that families have uh, lots of pressures on them. Uh, And, you know, larger companies usually will have through their human resources program, some resources they may even know about and say, call our number Mm -hmm. to find out what you can get. I hope they're better. (laughs) <laughs> they ha- they sure weren't get that great when I was there. No, we have a long ways to go, but <laughs> yeah. I think we're starting to yeah. recognize yeah. that we have to, uh, you know, we have to make some modifications for the workforce. I mean, you you mentioned um, there are people who leave their job because of caregiving responsibilities because right. they just can't balance it any longer. They lose about $300,000 of income, we figured, for yes. people who have to leave the workforce. And they... And then they are not able to. And be- that doesn't count 
new promotion opportunities that they could have. That doesn't count, um, you know, new raises that they could Mm -hmm. have achieved if they stayed in their career. Um, So when you really look at, if you looked at a long-term career process, uh, it's even more than 300,000. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy. This is an opportunity to make a plug for our age-friendly Seattle, too. Just keep that in mind because that might help with these issues. So, Kathy, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the program today. I could talk to you for 200 years. Yeah, this is great. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.